Welcome to Dime Comic Bros Podcast. Uh, tonight, we do not have Spencer amongst our ranks. He <sighs> drove across the country with the story that he was going to see his girlfriend, but it was kind of those... Uh, weird stories that don't really line up. It's like, you know, when you're a, a kid sketchy. and he's like, I've got a girlfriend, but she goes to a different school. Here's a picture and it kind of looks like the picture that came in the wallet. So take that for what it is. He drove home uh, <coughs> late last night and didn't want to talk into a microphone with us. So tonight it is just uh, me, Jacob, and Colin. Hello, Colin. Hey. Thank you for coming in today. I Thank you for having it. me. So, because uh, Daddy isn't here to run the episode, <laughs> I suggest uh, Maximum Chaos. Just have so, step bros right now. <laughs> uh, so, with that being said, let's go into our main topic. A uh, little bit out of order. Ooh, I like this. I like this. So, uh, Colin and I just watched Deathstroke's Knights and Dragons. That's, yeah, <laughs> uh, that's it. It was released on August 4th of this year, 2020. That, oh, oh, so it wasn't that long ago at no, all. No, it wasn't. Okay. Uh, so it is a, uh, a story uh, about Deathstroke. Train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was going to say that uh, I laughed and I cried uh, all because it's... Such a terrible movie. This is so bad. Probably my least favorite uh, DC animated <coughs> movie so far. And after a quick Google search, uh, I have the approximate number that they have spat out 39 of those animated movies. Oh. With more to come this year. So oh. that's saying something to, <laughs> that it's the worst one. Yeah, it's pretty <clears throat> bad. So uh, some hot takes. What'd you think? Dude, okay, so, like, it started out real fast with, like, action and all this shit. And what bothered me at first was, like, he just got shot. Like, Deathstroke got shot twice. Right. Both shoulders. And I'm like, okay, I get this is, like, hyper-realistic, like, hyper, like, just fantasy and that this isn't real because, you know, it's a... It's a cartoon movie, but, like, there's some grounded reality. And I totally forgot that he has, like, uh, super healing and stuff. Like, I, my, like, how I remember Deathstroke is he didn't have that. So that already set me off. I did not know pretty much anything about Deathstroke. I've played as him in Injustice, and mm -hmm. he was in Batman Arkham Origins. He's also on Teen Titans. And uh, I don't think I ever saw that, but he was also really? in Arrow. You've never seen Teen Titans, the show? I don't think so. It was like American anime. It was like, yeah, it's, I, like I, it's like every kid's first anime. It was on TV when I was a kid, but I didn't have TV as a kid, so, uh, yeah. I barely got to see like any of it. It's on HBO Max now. Oh. Yeah, so it's kind of like worth every a watch. Every week we plug HBO Max. Yeah, you should probably f sponsor us, You'd bud. you think we'd have a sponsorship by now, but no. No! <laughs> HBO Max. Uh, back to Deathstroke. Uh, being shot in each shoulder in pretty much his first shot of the movie. Yeah. I have a note here saying that the whole movie works really hard to show Deathstroke as a badass and that yeah. he can just, you know, make like a blender through dudes and <laughs> yeah, like in a and, ridiculous way. But Literal it blender. It also works really hard after the battles to show <clears throat> how uh, damaged he is from every battle. So it's like it's 
it's a conflicting idea. Like, maybe he's not so good at his job. Maybe he's not a badass. It's very he's confusing. He's reckless as f- Not even. It's like, he. It, there's crazy impossible kills that he's performing. Uh-huh. And then, like... He's coming home all shredded. Yeah, like he, well, uh, not in a good way, by the no. way. But like he, he uh, in one scene, he, uh, it was like these two guards are looking at each other, like, uh, uh, like they were entering a room uh, because they knew that Deathstroke was there. Yep. And uh, uh, I'm gonna say uh, guard A looked at guard B, and guard B like did like a thumbs up type of thing, you know, like whatever. And all you see is like a. <laughs> Like, blades running through him and blood, like, little bits of blood splattering. And then, like, the next frame is explosion of, like, his body. Like, just everywhere. It's like, okay. Right. Sure. (laughs) Yeah, that's how it works. Uh, Another note I have is it doesn't make sense why he wears his armor if all of the bullets that the bad guys shoot at him go through the armor. Yeah. Hurt him. Like... It's not like it dents the armor. It goes, like, literally, like, right through, like, it its cloth. It looks like Swiss cheese after every battle. And then, magically, fixed before every other battle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get it that's animation, but it's still shit. Right. I mean, you're keeping all of his scars on his, like, like his actual body, but not his armor. Are we sure that his armor doesn't have the healing factor and <laughs> it's not his body? Uh, I would like to say that the movie did not really shirk on the voice acting uh from first glance uh it's got michael chiklis who you may know as ben Grimm from the 2005 fantastic four and the 2007 rise of the silver surfer he is the thing I don't think I've seen those. Oh my gosh. You're old. Uh, he is also <clears throat> Commissioner Barnes in the Fox TV show Gotham. Oh. oh. Okay, I follow you. Uh, the main bad guy, the Jackal, is voiced by Chris Jai Alex, who I did not write a list of what he's been in, but oh. if you look him up, you will realize any kind of video game that he has voiced hundred yeah. characters in, so I like his he is voice. All over the place. He's uh, got a nice voice. Sasha Alexander, who is from NCIS for the first two seasons, she's one of the f- main oh. three or four characters. Doesn't she die? Yes. Spoiler alert. Yeah, uh, she was shot through the head at the end of season two, and it was yeah, horrifying. that was that was something. I remember that as a kid. That kind of screwed me up there. <laughs> You should not have been watching that as My a kid. My parents let me watch a lot of things as a kid. <laughs> it, uh, the last voice actor that I recognized was Colin Salmon, I'm assuming is how you say it. It's spelled the same. He played the character Walter Wintergreen, which seems way too comic booky for me. Uh-huh. But he also played Walter Steele in the CW version of oh. The Arrow. Okay. So, some big names for a really sh- animated movie yeah it kind of sucks <laughs> for their career i mean uh, i think their uh, career will overlook well, this yeah. pretty quick what i meant was like it's kind of like it sucks that's in your record <laughs> i was thinking it seems like they spent the money for the voice <laughs> actors and not the animation and not the animation or story or writing or oh, <laughs> just just the big names you know yeah uh uh, the animation, uh, by the way, was like all a, over the place. Yeah, the colors didn't really like match. 
it just what, what it just felt like it didn't work and like it was kind of meant to be cartoony and like a little simplistic but there was moments where it's too simple where the eye was not liking it my eyes were not liking it at all i have uh, a good example uh, <clears throat> to describe this it would be like if bethesda released a brand new game this year still using the game engine that they made Skyrim in. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It just looks like an old-school animated movie Mm -hmm. when we're not living in those times anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, the old-school animation can work, but they just didn't work in this. They didn't do it right. And it's... It felt like it was a mixture of animations mm-hmm. too. Like it felt uh, like the animation stopped, like changed in the middle of it. Yeah, you noticed that, right? Uh, I didn't see a hard crash, but it definitely felt different at the end of the movie than mm-hmm. it did at the beginning. So there were also like uh, there was a kill where blood seemed to like splash onto the camera and it looked janky. Oh yeah. Uh, there were some. Uh, I don't know, epileptic eye movements that looked really weird. Ah, uh, yeah, those um, trying to be like anime. Yeah, it's it just a weird mixture of animations. Um, uh, maybe unpopular opinion, but Ooh. I never liked the blood splatter on camera. Like, you know how, like, on yeah. the lens? I never liked that. I don't... Uh, I, I can take it in some movies, I f- but... It felt like it always took me out of the movie yeah. or show. Yep. I don't know why... It depends, though. Like, if it's a, a brutal war movie that's trying to place you there next to the guys getting shot. Yeah. Like, maybe. Okay, maybe. But yeah, like, maybe. I, I, th- I think 1917 does that oh, a little really? bit. Um, I with... still haven't seen that one. Oh, you haven't? Nope. We should watch that sometime. That's it's good. I have it. It's not comic booky, though. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, but animation was pretty, like, it was bad, and it changed... The funny thing is, I thought it got better when it changed halfway mm. through because, like, all the colors were matching and they're, like, different shades and right. such. The backgrounds were all s- too simple because if you're going to draw something simple, this is from an artist's perspective. I'm an artist. Um, <laughs> I'm an artist. I'm an artist. But uh, on a serious note, like, if you want to make something simple and you don't want to do too much detail, you need to focus on the coloring the coloring and the shading because the shading is what makes the details and that's my take on that Mm. uh i wrote down some prank names for this movie uh that i was going to mix into our conversations but then forgot about until Uh, just uh, now uh i think that you know Whoever named the film should really go back and rethink their life because I came up with better titles. Oh, the movie is called <clears throat> Deathstroke Knights and Dragons, which, on a little side note, there was what? Three minutes of Knights and Dragons theme mm-hmm. in an hour and 50 mo- minute movie? Yeah, th- th- I was waiting for more and it was just like, not at all. This doesn't make sense. It w- yeah. It's not a knight fighting dragons, it's like just like a shitty dad. Just like it's, it's just a shitty family. It's like they <laughs> were trying a... to take a certain very small memory mm-hmm. and make it like this big, huge thing that ties the whole story together, and it doesn't. It's like mm-hmm. it feels so ham-fisted. It's yeah. like the whole pig. But anyway, uh, Deathstroke mm. Knights and Dragons is the worst title. Yep. It should have been Deathstroke. Nights and flashbacks because there are about a hundred flashbacks in this movie. 
Uh, another one like that would be Deathstroke Revenge of the Exposition. <laughs> because that's what the movie was when the characters weren't fighting. Uh, my personal favorite would be the DC animated movie number 43, Seed of Deathstroke. <laughs> because this, uh, spoilers, is a revenge story about Deathstroke's kids getting all uh, messed up in the head and coming back and being like, I hate you! And he's like, but I love you! And they're like, no, I'll kill you! So. <laughs> or Deathstroke, what are you doing, step bro? Because of the unwanted <laughs> sexual tension between his kids. Yeah. There was, was a lot of that. Very uncomfortable. I and love you, and we don't need anyone else but each other because our parents suck, and my mom died. Literal line from the movie. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's, let's go into this mind chamber together that you can create Jericho. Hey, they didn't teach, touch each other in the mind chamber, so everything's okay. How do you know? They showed it. They don't have to show it. <laughs> they cut the sexy out. <laughs> Um, so my last thought on this would be really a, an interest in why is DC pumping out so many animated movies and Marvel basically gave up on it a long time ago. I they looked did. it up. They made eight movies from 2006 to 2011 and then just stopped. Oh yeah, there's no animated movies in Marvel, are there? Except for the ones that they wanted to... The eight that I just named from 2006 to 2011. But after 2011, they just stopped. So, I mean, the obvious answer would be Marvel's killing it with the live-action movies. DC is not killing it with the live-action movies. They're well, they, doing well with the animated movies. But why can't Marvel get their shit together? Well, Marvel was doing it. Remember that whole, like, uh, um, what do you call that? Um... You know what, like, fan, what fandom was? Mm-hmm. Except, like, in person. What is that called? I have no idea what you're talking okay, about. Okay, you know when you go to Comic-Cons and yep. you go to that, like, where uh, someone's talking, there's a bunch of people, like, okay. talking on stage? What yep. is that? Uh, panel? Yes, a panel. Okay, so, like, that, they had a whole panel about, like, uh, they're doing anime. Like, they're going to do, like, a Black Panther. Like, what if Black Panther or oh, T'Challa became... If? Yeah, 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 the What If series. That's the, Okay. That whole thing that they were going to do, I don't so know where that is. So they're coming back and trying it again. Yeah, did you hear anything about that? Or see anything about that? The What If? Yeah. I haven't seen anything Or, like, that whole panel? Um, or did you ever, like, watch that? No, I didn't really watch it. Uh, I just watched the headlines coming out of it. That's what we need Spencer for. Yep. Spencer, why aren't you here? Why do you have to have a girlfriend? Alleged girlfriend. Alleged girlfriend. We've never met her. I've never met her. No. I've never seen her. He won't show me a picture of her. He's like, you no. Have seen the wallet picture? What wallet picture? The... the- <laughs> the picture that came in the wallet. He's like, "That's my girlfriend," and I'm like, "That's the picture that oh, came in the, the wallet." Oh, the one, the one that's holding like, uh, she's like wrapped around another guy, but it's like that's cut out of Spencer's <laughs> face, taped on him. The dude's like really buff and stuff. That's the one. Oh, okay, I've seen that one at least. <laughs> Any more thoughts on Deathstroke? Oh, I feel like there's so much like. There's just so much bad. It was so bad that it was funny, yeah. and like there was such weird. About so, halfway through, it was so bad it was good. Yeah. But then it just kept tanking. Ugh. They started. They started out the movie like we should feel something for him. Like we should like feel bad for him, or like we should already know him. 
That's what they acted. They acted right. like we've had a movie before of this. Like this is a sequel. I mean, it's possible. I haven't, like I said, I haven't seen all forty-ish animated movies. It felt like but, it was another movie that had like an origin in it, but it wasn't the origin. You know right. what I mean? So, uh, it felt like we should care. care. We should have cared about him already. According to All Knowing, All Seeing Wikipedia, mm-hmm. uh, this was supposed to be an animated web series that was announced uh, May 2019 and premiered January 6, 2020. Oh. It was planned to air as a 12 episode web series on CW Seed. Oh. But those plans were canceled. After the very first episode, sounds familiar. Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing. <laughs> so we love you, Swamp Thing. Uh, so yeah, it was canceled after the first episode, allegedly, due to Wikipedia. Allegedly. Uh, but then it was released as a movie on August fourth. So there's something there. Uh, Spencer, uh, our main research dude, and no our longer our main reporter, no longer host. Nope, because Jacob took that over. Suck it. Uh, Eat my body hole. (laughs) If you could find this out, please, and get back to us next week, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. I love you. (laughs) Uh, So maybe that's why this movie was so choppy? Um, Oh, to to like uh, rebuttal, I guess, on what you were saying about them just like pushing out movies. Um, It could be probably a very, very slim chance, but it could be just like a marketing thing to be like hey we have all this movies but we do have these good ones so you're like hey at least we like these good ones and you'll buy the good ones also it's almost definitely cheaper to make than live action movies of course so at least we at least this story is so bad but i'm so thankful that it's a cartoon rather than the live action yeah because we all seen how suicide squad went and the list can go on yep (laughs) <laughs> should have should have been an animation. Uh, at least with the animated version, the action scenes were were decent. Yeah, they're relatively okay. I, they were I, entertaining compared. I was entertained compared to the rest of the movie. I laughed a couple times. Yeah, especially when that lady got her throat slit wow. <laughs> right through with a katana. That was just the point of the movie that was so bad i just wanted it to freaking end <laughs> <laughs> or like when deathstroke's like wife or whatever she is like just let that chick stab her and then turn right. the blade she just, just stood there stand in there with the sword pointed at deathstroke's ex-wife and ex- <laughs> the ex-wife is like <gasps> just staring at it and then she gets skewered and she's supposed to be like this <laughs> such like badass army chick or whatever she oh, just, like, gets her man. ass whooped all the time. And then she, like, always has her f***ing cleavage open. <laughs> like, you're out on top of a plane, and you're just, like, having your boobs out. I mean, I, I get it. Like, feminism and all that. Like, good for you. But, like, your boobs might fall out because of the air pressure. <laughs> going probably, like, 230 miles per hour, man. The fight scene on top of the jet fighters didn't make sense anyway. <laughs> <No>! <laughs> it was so they, bad. They had, like, those, like, well, I don't know, like, if it was a magnet or something. But they had, like, the magnet gloves. And, like, the bad guys had magnet boots or whatever. Yep. And they had, like, the colors on them. Like, green means that you're attached. And red means you're not. So, you're gonzo. And then... All of a sudden, Deathstroke, like, comes at the bad guys with a flying kick. And <laughs> <laughs> How did he stay on the airplane at 230 miles per hour? Uh, that's, 
Stop. <laughs> I enjoyed the movie. So, uh, if you are a diehard Deathstroke fan, this movie's for you. But besides that, I'm so that, sorry for you. <laughs> you deserve better. You do. Uh, but besides that, this is just so bad that it could be good, depending on how much you hate yourself. And I hate myself a lot. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we both enjoyed this. Yeah. <laughs> but only kind of. <laughs> only kind of. Uh, any any other thoughts on? No, man. I'm done. I I don't want. I don't want to like. I don't want to have any memory of this ever again. Oh come on. We should revisit this in a year. Never. Never. <laughs> I'm not watching this ever again. All right. So uh, that moves us along into our next. Uh, part of the show, which is always, of course, everybody knows this, uh, what we're watching. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, Colin, start us off. Okay, so I started watching Nightcrawler a while back, and I told you guys on one of the podcasts, right. I finished it. Oh, dang. So, like, it was a little rough for me to watch. Like, I always have this feeling like, oh, it's not going to be good, or like, it's good, but like, I have no time to watch it type of thing. Right. And so I finished it. Uh, right after I finished another thing I watched, but I'll tell you after that. Uh, so Nightcrawler, it's about this. Um, actually, let me read you what it says on Netflix because you can find it on Netflix. And I rated it with a thumbs up because I found it very entertaining. And... To be fair, you found it on Netflix in the U.S. That's Express true. VPN, sponsor us. <laughs> uh, so it's about a young hustler finds success trolling the streets of Los Angeles to f- uh, to film disasters and death. But the darkness he captures starts to take hold of him. So uh, a nightcrawler is a person who prowls the streets and listens to police radios to find things to record and sell to news broadcasts and uh, sells to the highest bidder. Yep. So this guy, he's a genius. So what... Uh, what he did is like he's like a big swindler and you find him in the beginning and he's like uh, selling uh, stuff to people metal to this uh, guy and you can tell that like he got that metal from stealing right. and all this shit and so he drives to that uh, to the construction guy that I'm talking about uh, and he tries to get a job from him because he's trying to get like an actual stable job and he's like no I don't hire thieves because he already knows right. but he'll still buy stuff from him Anyway, he's uh, he finds uh, a calling to record disasters be- on his way home from this conversation, and uh, he finds that out that he wants to do this through um, this car crash that happened, and these night crawlers came up with their van and came and shot it and got close up and all that. And through the movie, he gets uh, uh, recording equipment, really cheap stuff, and goes to one of the most underrated uh, news station that has the least amount of views. Okay. Okay, so that's... The underdog. Yes, the underdog. So he goes to them and sells stuff to them. They're like, oh, yeah, if you got any more, come back, kid. And so he uh, starts getting a little sketchier and sketchier. Like, he goes... um, and like gets into like the faces of people that are like dying on the street, wow. and like the police officers like push him away and everything. And eventually, like he hires this guy to help him, and it's, like record and listen uh, police uh, radio scanners and everything. Yep. And he's like, it's an internship. And the guy's like, dude, I need money. He's like, <laughs> well, I can give you thirty bucks every night. He's like, sold. 
And so as this goes on, they get money and they record more stuff. And he gets this new car, the main character. Yep. And it's a nice car. And it's got like radio and everything. And the guy that he hired is like, you can tell he's slowly annoyed with him because he's buying all this stuff. But he's not getting a raise or every or anything. And he even has a conversation about that. Anyway, keeps going, and then we find ourselves at, uh, they find themselves at a crime that the police aren't even at yet. So they're right there before the police, and it was a break-in. And so he walks into the house, or he goes up to the house, and the two uh, people that shot up the house are leaving, and he gets their um license plate and their faces but he goes right inside the house and gets up real close to two dead bodies and then one that you can hear is gurgling and does nothing and so that's like a big thing in the whole story but i want to point out another thing uh, because i don't want to like spoil too much right i i want to point out that there was another time where he went to this crash and this guy he's trying to like get a good like uh perspective but what he did is the guy was a it was a crash and I don't know what he crashed into but like he flung out of the front window and what he did is he didn't like the shot so he moved the guy in front of the car for the lighting and started recording cheapest like holy so what's the point of this movie where where Uh, uh, what did you did you end up liking it I loved the movie because it was just like I don't know I love sadistic things I guess like (laughs) it makes me feel better about myself I guess okay um he's uh just like a he sees himself as a businessman and like he just doesn't like people you find that out and stuff but like he's always on the verge he looks and acts like he's always on the verge of like going to murder someone but he doesn't hmm so I loved the movie because it did this sh- was like very real based movie. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like crazy like whenever there was an explosion or guns popped out, right. someone's dying. A ton of people are dying, like cops dying and everything. So what it shows is like the the people that record our news are not good people. Like they they'll get it wasn't just him, they also showed like other night crawlers doing like close to the same thing but border like on the line of it. Yep of like inhumane and it just shows you like a lot of the people that record our news for us are not news it's just nightcrawlers hmm. so it's almost uh documentary but not really it's almost like an awareness like how you know how joker is like a almost a mental awareness type of movie almost kind of, but this movie is go. like this movie is like an almost awareness of that all right good equivalent yeah uh what was the other thing that you referenced right in the beginning there movie yeah oh i watched another movie with the same actor ah jake gyllenhaal yes sir i was watching prisoners jake gyllenhaal and hugh jackman oh i remember that one that was such a good movie so you've seen this i saw it when it came out years ago what was that 2013 2014 i think it's like 13 or 14 but like i loved this movie i love this movie way more i actually you know how i found it uh it, box i you, nailed it 2013 <laughs> no i saw it's on hulu ah. um and but how i how i found it is through tiktok tiktok bad no it's not <laughs> it's not i found it through Redbox. 
Okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> well, um, that might have been the first movie I rented from Redbox. Actually, I've never like personally rented a movie from Redbox. Wow. Yeah. Back in my day. Back in my day. I used to walk into Blockbuster and I, rent movies. I went to Blockbuster too. I just <laughs> I I remember watching uh, the 2003 Star Wars Clone Wars. Yeah. Dude, that was um, I that blew my mind, and when I, I watch it now, it yep. still blows my mind. I love that. <laughs> cool. All right, but back. To sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> uh, but uh, prisoners. Yes. It's, uh, about um, two families, uh, and their two daughters, youngest daughters, are kidnapped by whom they believe is this na- man named Alex. I forget his last name is, but um, and then we have. Uh, and one of the parents is uh, Hugh Jackman. And then we also have uh, Detective Loki, who is played by... Uh... Hugh Jackman. No, Jake oh. Gyllenhaal. Ah. I'm try- I was trying to like see if I could I say his name right. So Hugh Jackman's the father. Yep. And Jake Gyllenhaal is the detective. Yep. And I loved this movie because it was all about the plot. It wasn't really about the characters. I mean, yes, it was in some ways. There was character... Um, their story within the characters without having to tell it. So w- when you look at uh, Detective Loki, he doesn't look like he would be a cop. Right. He's got this like slick back hair and like cut short. He looks like he's a bad cop, but le- and he's got like a neck tattoo and he's got finger tattoos. What? Uh, and I have like heard a podcast about this talking about this. That's how I found it. A podcast on TikTok. It's weird. Anyway, <laughs> um, so they. Uh, so he's got like tattoos on his fingers and his hands, like it's gang tattoos. And so it could be like he was uh, gotten into like a lot of bad stuff when he was like, younger, like as a kid, or he uh, was mostly an undercover cop. And he got those tattoos that way. And right. he's like gritty. He's not like cynical though. But he's got like some. You can tell he's got trauma in he's him. He's got backstory somewhere. Yeah, he's got backstory he's got in his eyes. And, baggage and history. And all yeah, that. but it doesn't affect like his morale, which I like it a lot. It's it's not a part of the story. His his background's not a part of the story, which I love. I attached to Hugh Jackman's side of the story. Really? When I first watched it, I took the movie to be like. <clears throat> Taken, but not a superhero movie. It's like mm-hmm. a realistic. What would you do if your kids were kidnapped? You go crazy. Yeah. So that's what I took away from the movie. Yeah. I, uh, he, this movie, I've never really seen Hugh Jackman anything other as Wolverine. So seeing him as like an actual, not an actual, but like as an actor of uh, like a just not a random role, but just another role other than a, a regular role. Yeah, a regular <laughs> role. Amazing. Not He's as a, a god. Yeah. That is Wolverine. Amazing actor. Same with Jake Gyllenhaal. Like, two two totally different characters. He played a sadistic man who didn't care about anyone in um, Nightcrawler. And then he uh, played a detective who cared so much about finding these kids. Right. That he even, like, tor- almost tortured certain people to get answers out of them. And uh, intimidated people. Like, even this, like... Uh, um, uh, a guy that they captured who uh, was, like, the main lead eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, he, like, started beating him and everything and trying to get 
answers out of him, and then two cops had to come back and restrict him. But the guy took his gun, uh, took uh, uh, Detective Loki's gun, and shot himself. Right. So the movie was... Uh, I loved the movie because I like stuff like this, but also it was just like a... Uh, just a, a good breather from like comic book movies, you know? And, right. And you kind of need that every now and then. So... I started watching Dragon's Dogma, which is a new uh, anime title uh, from Netflix's miserable anime department because they can't seem to make anything good. Yeah, kind of. It came out September 17th, so apparently that makes it that the first day that I watched it was the first day it was out, which is a complete accident. Um, I haven't... I, I played the game uh, about five minutes past the introductory video. <laughs> so I don't know anything about Dragon's Dogma. I'm just going to be honest. I, I didn't know there was a game. There was a game back uh, on the PS3 and I believe Xbox Whoa. 360. Let me fact check myself very quickly. Huh? Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen came out in 2012. Uh, produced by Capcom. Oh, I remember uh, playing Capcom versus Marvel. Yes, same company. That. So, ugh. seven episodes, 20-ish minutes per. I watched a total of two. Oh, uh, so it's bad. No, it was just I've had a very, very busy week mm-hmm. uh, and haven't been able to watch anything. I was pretty much trying to cram this before recording and failed. But I saw two whole episodes, so I'm pretty proud of myself. Uh, The first, the opening scene kind of let me know what I was getting myself into as far as I've seen. Okay. Because uh, it's got, you know, uh, a town being destroyed and a dude running through trying to find his family and he finds them and they get like Thanos snapped, like dissolved away in the wind and it that part looked really really good and then he turns around to see a huge ass dragon like wrecking the town and what? the dragon looks like the same kind of cg uh that the tauntaun had on my old vhs copy oh. of uh um, empire strikes back empire strikes back like when it dies and it looks yeah. like it took like three frames yeah. it was so bad oh man i called family members over i'm like watch this i went back to the thano snap and i'm like <laughs> what do you think of that and they're like looks fine i'm like looks pretty good right and they're like yeah and i'm like now watch this and like right when it turned to the dragon and he's like Rah! and they're like what are you watching i'm like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a rough time. Uh, so I stuck through, stuck with it. Uh, pretty generic fantasy setting so far, which is fine by me. I've been digging generic fantasy settings lately. Understandable. Uh, episode so, two, pretty much the same thing. You know, just regular old anime. You'd probably appreciate it. Oh yeah, except I like for anime. the monster in this episode has the same animation as the dragon it's miserable it just looks so bad so five episodes left i'm gonna finish it i should have it done by next week but 
50-50 on this one so far. Oof. And, like, all the voices online are like, oh, my gosh, it's so good. It's metal. And I'm like, no. What? It's fantasy, not yeah, metal. It's not metal. So <sighs> that's what I've been watching. Have that's you been thing. watching anything else? Yes, I that's have. It. Oh, dang. <laughs> yeah. So you know what that means. Spencer, what have you been watching? Nothing, because you're not here. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it. So, Colin, what else have you been watching? I watched an anime. Oh, my gosh. 45-minute anime, which is on Netflix, and it is called The Garden of Words. I'll have to insert crickets there. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely do that. Um, the Garden of Words. Which is also on HBO Max. Sponsor us, please, right now. <laughs> so... Uh, when a lonely teenager skips his morning classes to sit in a lovely garden, he meets a mysterious older woman who shares his feelings of alienation. It's really weird because IMDb has it in here as sounded out Japanese. Koto no ha no niwa. Koto no hama nina. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Except you messed it up, but I'll let it go. Yep. Uh... Uh, so it's really weird that IMDb translated the Garden of Words into Koto no Ha no Niwa. Yep. Uh, probably a Tonka. Probably not. So like, Anyway. Uh, tonka is something that, that was talked about in this. So, um, I wasn't bad. The art was beautiful. I was going to say, it looks really, really nice. The art is magnificent, especially when they like cook food. Anime cooking food is perfect. It's it makes you hungry. Yes, and I have to watch it. And like Abby loves watching it. I watched this with her actually because we were uh, looking for something quick to like watch. Yeah, forty five minutes. Um, it's not terrible. Uh, it starts out uh, with this kid who uh, skipping class and he meets this girl like that's uh, uh, there. Yeah, and he's just drawing out shoes because. He <laughs> I know it's okay. It's, it has a little bit weird, like foot thing in there. Not too weird, not sexual, but like you're That's gonna be exactly like, weird. why, why you, why you, why their feet? Why? <laughs> it's just that he wants to be a uh, a cobbler. Is a man who makes mm-hmm. shoes. That's what they all say. <laughs> so he designs shoes, like women's shoes, because he likes them. And you find out why he wants to. And it's nothing creepy. It's nothing gross. But, um. He wants to do that, and he's there, he's practicing his art, you know, and um, he sees that this older woman is eating chocolate and drinking beer, and it's like That's a weird mixture, unless she's drinking a lovely chocolate stout, in which case it could be a pretty good pairing, but... <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> um... How do I explain that? It's like it's kind of like another one of those movies that isn't like a big like superhero thing or right. like a crazy thing. It's just a story between two humans, and um, with all the conversations they have, and like he's talking all the time, and uh, she's just like there to listen pretty much. She never really talks about herself, and you find out find out eventually who she is, and he find, falls in love with this twenty seven year old woman, even though he's fifteen. But the thing is, happens all the time. Doesn't act like a fifteen year old, like. Except for, like, when he has a breakdown. Uh, but, like, he acts more mature than his older brother and his mom. His yeah. mom's, like, there's a point in the movie where they talk about their mom, like, looks young, is youthful, and is, like, dating guys, like, her son, like, the ages of her sons. She's no gross. Yeah. Uh, MILF. Um. <laughs> Crickets. He's just, like, mature, I guess. And 
so they talk and everything and he falls in love with her and she tells him that like they can't be together and there's like a whole thing like that mm-hmm. and that's like pretty much the end of that but like i'm not telling you any big details okay because i think you should watch it i have an opinion for yourself on it but i enjoyed it i'd watch it again actually just for the art uh like it's really just good for the art um enjoyable it's a quick watch cool anything so, else no that's uh, as well, far as i can remember we have a winner folks I haven't been a winner in a long time. So, <laughs> I'm telling. <laughs> oh, so that brings us to our next segment. Everybody knows what it is. Come on, folks! It's time for the news. Are you ready for the news? Are you ready for the news? I think that we should uh, go back and forth. Yes, like a, a proper newscast oh it's practice so yes. you have the uh i got the agenda yes that i haven't read <laughs> <laughs> i was going to read it today but i i read it in your driveway <laughs> <laughs> i love that man at least we're on the same page also i have a stipulation because uh what's his name numbnuts isn't here <laughs> i am banning any news from uh, let's just say his cult. Okay? We're not going to name it. We're going to have a whole episode without naming his cult. So with that being said. No more news. <laughs> <laughs> From GamesRadar.com. Originally launched in 2009, DC's Earth One line is a new reader-friendly updated retelling of DC characters' origins. Considered its at its launch, as somewhat of an answer to Marvel's ultimate line, Earth-1 differentiated itself by presenting its updated stories as original graphic novels instead of single-issue monthly comic books. Holy crap, can you make these sentences longer? Close to runoff sentences. To date, they've released volumes for Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, and the Teen Titans. But in 2015, DC announced two Earth-1 OGNs, don't ask me what that means. I don't know what it means. That have yet to come out. (laughs) Those were Aquaman, Earth-1, by writer-artist Francis Manipal, and The Flash, Earth-1, by writer J. Michael Straczynski. Lee also says that the third volume of Jeff Johns and Gary Frank's Batman... Earth-1 is, quote, near complete, end quote. Quote, we don't have a launch date or a publication date yet, but stay tuned, end quote, Lee said. Adding it would be, quote, very soon, end quote. It's a lot of quotes. Yes. Uh, Any thoughts on this? The funny thing is, like, when I read this, nothing goes through my mind except for the words. Like, they go in, (laughs) they come out. I can't, like, I don't know what I'm reading. I think... The only Earth One line that I started was Wonder Woman, and it just wasn't doing anything for me, so I, I stopped I've, reading it. I don't think I've read any of the Earth Ones. Yeah, I haven't either. So uh, I feel mostly unaffected by this bit of news, but uh, there's more coming. So yay to comic yay. books. We need more comic books in the world. Of course we do. <laughs> Next up, The Mandalorian Season 2 trailer do- dropped. Dop drop. Dop dropped. Uh, drop top. Crop top. You... Crop dust. Crop dust? I did that a couple minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, you did. <clears throat> you texted me the moment that it came out and said that we were going to talk the shit out of this trailer. So, 
have at it. The mic is yours. Uh-oh. So, when I said that, I assumed that I would have watched it five times, like right. the Batman trailer. Yeah. I've watched it once. <laughs> I did, too. So, I watched it, like, after I got to work and I got home, and excited. Yeah. They, 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 there was a scene in there that they, it's like, it's implying that there may be a Jedi in this. <gasps> But not Jedi that we've seen, other than obviously we know that Ahsoka Tano's in it yep. in this season and Boba Fett. I'm I'm pretty sure. That's what I've heard. Uh, and whoever has the dark saber at the end of season one, whoever yeah. that could be Jedi or Sith or in between. Uh, Moff Gideon has it right now. Remember? Oh, no. Oh, you remember the last episode of? No. Nah, okay, really. it was Moff Gideon that had it. Uh, cool. That's that's the first time we saw it like oh, in the whole season. And, uh, by the way, spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, yeah, I watched the trailer once and said, "Wow, more Mandalorian." <gasps> yeah, honestly, they end just... of October, freaking right! I was so excited. Yeah, dude. Okay, I'm excited. That's so close, and I'm glad that they aren't showing much. It's just more like, yep. "Hey, the Mandalorian's back at it again." But I like that it's different planets. Yep. We got a snowy planet. We got some more like pla- uh, populated planets. I think there was a green planet. Ooh, yeah, I'm excited for that. Uh, I saw a headline. It could have been clickbait saying that the snowy planet could have been the same one that was an easter egg in Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Yep. It's the freaking it's also the, you, Death Star Redux from the new trilogy. Yep, right? uh, that that's the Kyber Crystal Planet. Yes. Uh, Spencer, Ilium, what is it? I believe. Ilium! We don't need you, Spencer! Nerd! Nerd! Um... I yeah, did that without researching it, that would be cool. The first time I saw Ilium was in uh, the Clone Wars cartoon. That's the first ah. time that we. I don't think. I think that's the first time we've ever seen Ilium, was in that. So could have been clickbait, but could have been. Could've I also saw that. clickbait about uh, Yoda being taller, and it was literally just. It's not Yoda. Baby Yoda, sorry, it's not Yoda. Remember, this takes place five years after Episode Six. Yoda's dead. It's kind of. It, it is. He's, he's one with he's, the force. Yeah. Okay, so it's a Yoda species child. A, a Yo- Yodian. Yodian. Or I a, heard a people Yodian. call it like a tridactyl. Not a pterodactyl. No, tridactyl. Oh. Like three, like fingies. Like that. Oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, anything else on Mandalorian? Just excited. Yeah. And it comes out in a month and a week. So down right before Halloween. Freaking right. Hell yes. <clears throat> right on with the news. According to a Disney Plus coming in 2020 trailer, WandaVision is still premiering this year. Freaking right. According to set photos, Batrock the Leaper is returning in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I think it's Batrock. Batrock? Batrock? I don't know. He was seen in the opening fight of Captain America. Oh, is that the Skull Guy? Uh, Civil War? Nope, not Civil War. It's the other one. The Winter Soldier? One. Winter Soldier, thank you. I don't remember the opening fight. Yeah, it's on... It's been a while. It's on a ship. Mm-hmm, and I remember that. And they, like, killed him off pretty quick. Well, they beat him up and made him stop fighting pretty They'll, quickly. So yeah. the the masses were like, we want more Batroc. Yeah, Marvel has a thing for killing off characters. See this guy? <laughs> Gone. Yeah, see this fan favorite? <laughs> <laughs> Gone. Dead. Yep. 
So we are skipping a whole page of news. Oh Suck it, Spencer. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to talk about all that. <laughs> this is the only one that I will mention. From theculturednerd.com. Sources close to both TCN and DCU News, or DCUNUs, depending on how you read it, have confirmed Henry Cavill has signed a new deal to reprise his role as Superman in future DC films. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sources close to TCN have confirmed, per the information provided by Josh at DCUNUs, that Cavill did indeed recently <clears throat> help pitch a new Superman project. Ooh. The pitch was widely praised and has led to the official confirmation of his new contract for more appearances as Superman. Ours and DCUNU's sources have stated that the contract includes three films for Cavill's pitch and options for future cameos in other DC films for a total of five to six movies. <gasps> as of now, we do not know which three films specifically this deal entails, but they can be anything from another solo outing, which would be amazing, to a prominent role in a Black Adam and Shazam film. Ooh, that reminds me of how uh, they had the stunt double for uh, Shazam. Uh, Superman stunt double? Yes. He was in the back of it. Uh, I always thought that it was Henry Cavill like when I heard about it, but we also never, when I watched the movie, never see his face. So I was like, oh, look, it's a stunt double. No official word from Cavill or DC at this time. Also, it's probably a good thing that Spencer is in here for this because he would just be wetting himself yeah dude he'd be so wet <clears throat> he, he wouldn't <laughs> from deadline.com after tapping cat cororo corio coiro coiro okay from deadline.com after tapping cat coro <laughs> i can't say it i'm so sorry uh cat Last name, can't say it. As director, Marvel Studios looks to have found its star to take over the title role in its She-Hulk series. Sources tell Deadline that orphan black star Tatiana Mazzolani uh, is the choice to play the title character in Marvel's She-Hulk series for Disney+. Deadline broke on Tuesday that Koiro uh, uh, would direct several episodes, including the pilot for the series, and now the show has its actress for the highly coveted role. Cool. Yeah. Also, um, uh, a note to our editor, starting a sentence saying, tapping female name as director does not sound appropriate in any means. Yes, we do not approve of this misogyny. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, but back to what the article was actually saying. Mm -hmm. uh, we are getting a, another attempt at Hulk, which... It's okay. been too long, really. Uh, That's true. So, and, and it's a She-Hulk series. So, I don't think anything uh, about She-Hulk has been teased in the MCU so far, as far as I know. So yeah, no, I don't think anything at all. This is uh, pretty exciting news. Continuing with the news, Harley Quinn was <clears throat> renewed for season three at HBO Max. I've, I haven't seen. I have been waiting to subscribe to get all the goodies on HBO Max before I actually subscribe, but that is on my list before I have a list. Really? Uh, I've heard about the season one, and I believe two, 
uh, through other means and heard that it's really, really good. It looks like uh, the Batman animated series, but it's made for adults. It's got mm-hmm. language and violence and all the other good stuff that they make fun of people like adults Spencer. only can watch. So I consider myself to be an adult only when it comes to the content that I'm ingesting. Yes, sir. And, and not certain life choices. So <laughs> I'm excited for that, and I haven't seen anything from it. And they make fun of people like Spencer Snyderbots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from comicbook.com, with its change from DC Universe to DC Universe Infinite. Infinite. The, wait a minute, that makes it DCUI, which makes it uh, an artificial intelligence, which makes <gasps> it the Terminator that's going to take over the world. Ah! Anyway, uh, change from DC Universe to DC Universe Infinite. Infinite. The service will transition primarily into a premium digital comic book platform featuring an expanded collection of comics and original graphic novels spanning over 80 years of the DC multiverse. Hmm. The new version of the service is set to launch on January 21st, 2021. So one twenty one twenty one. For those well, paying attention and listening in DOS. Spencer. With access to more than 24,000 comic books at launch, DC Universe Infinite. Infinite. Subscribers will also encounter digital first comics, exclusive access to DC fan events, as well as a <clears throat> steady stream of recently released comics six months after the physical versions hit store shelves. Uh... Pricing will be seven ninety nine or eight bucks monthly if mm-hmm. you are taxed. Probably more than eight bucks to be Definitely honest. Definitely more than eight bucks. Uh, five bucks to add HBO Max onto existing DCU accounts. Mm. HBO Max sponsor us. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of interested in this uh, because, as previously stated. Uh, Marvel has their own online service, Mm -hmm. and you've got Comixology, which has, you know, some big hitters from DC and Marvel, but... They don't really have much, like, crazy stuff, Not a huge selection, right. So, and now we're getting the DC version, which is pretty cheap to add HBO Max to. It's only five bucks a month instead of 15 for just HBO Max, so maybe I'm missing something there, but... I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. Because it's kind of so, like that whole, like, uh, uh, students with uh, Spotify get, like, Hulu and crap like that. Right? Yeah. It could yeah, be just some... bundling it together. Yeah. Sounds I mean, like cable cool. all over again. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, breaking news. Breaking news. The Suicide Squad. Not Suicide Squad, but The Suicide Squad will be rated R, stated by Joel Kinnaman in an interview. Yay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean... I mean, Suicide Squad, the original, probably should have been rated R and been left as a more whole piece. Honestly, uh, Joker probably should have just been the main villain. That's what even the... That's what even what Ayers said. He oh, said, really? Yeah, he said, in hindsight... This isn't a quote. This is me um, paraphrasing. Ayer said that, uh, in hindsight... 
he wishes that he made Joker the villain the instead. Villain? Yeah, because it would make more sense uh, with like the characters instead of like that whole mystical shit. And um, it would have made sense if he had had more time to write it which i what i am told he had like four weeks to write it the whole script that is what i'm told that's not a quote so there's that cool oh coming at you with more breaking news oh my gosh pattison recovered from covid and is back to filming yay yay i love my i love my battinson I'm excited. I am so glad that my strong boy is back playing my stronger boy, Batman. He kicked COVID's ass like Batman's going to kick Riddler's ass, maybe? Like, if that's the villain? I don't know. Like he's going to slap Catwoman's booty. Oh! oh! That's dank. Yes. Uh, and that brings us to our last segment of the episode. Everybody knows what it is. <gasps> what have you been reading? I... Read one thing, and it was the most dreadful thing I have ever read, ever. <laughs> Sorry it took so long, but it's just like, where do I start, man? I, I can't, like, I read it this morning, because... All right, so say what it is. Uh, So it's the Dark Souls comic you let me lend. I don't know ah. what the title is. And I just remember I had to read it. Uh, Also, you wanted to read it because you have zero experience with anything Dark Souls or Dark Souls-like, if mm -hmm. I'm correct. Yes, you're correct. I have been exposed to Dark Souls before, but not playing, just like the conversation. But for an introduction to Dark Souls, it was not a good one. Uh, yeah, I could have told you that. <laughs> I, sh I should have. I should have just listened. I should have. I should have asked that. Um, but like, the art style was just so bad. Like, I felt like it was hard to look at. There's no solid lines, which is okay. But like, if there's no solid lines, if there's no solid lines, what you need to do is at least uh, color. You know, you need to add more shading. Right. <sighs> It was just it was just bad man like i felt like the story was like uh, it was odd it was probably because i haven't heard any other stories maybe no it was just bad it was just bad it's we, just bad we talked about this for two weeks <laughs> yeah, okay it was just bad i didn't enjoy it i didn't have a fun time the like i hated her armor like why is it every time we have a medieval like female like her armor is like designed to go fully around her boobs instead of like how actual armor would be. That's why they call it a breastplate. That's not how armor works. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like it's just for like I guess sexual appeal in a way. I guess. I didn't really get that. It looked more functional than uh, lots of fantasy female armor That's has true. been portrayed. It looks to be mostly protect protective uh i don't remember it uh emphasizing assets too much it really did though like her curves okay. and like well, maybe curves, yeah. but hey maybe those are natural all right yeah i guess so but i just didn't like it's her not like she it was, was like a, a plunging neckline or anything it was yeah. a full armor set i guess it also just like sometimes how she sat it was like it's like, that's not how the armor would work. Show me like one of your French girls. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like, 
even if you didn't know anything about Dark Souls, the story was just boring. It was boring. Didn't make some of it just didn't make sense. I yep. didn't understand where it was going. Yep. Like what was the like why was she like being condemned? It seemed like she was killing zombies. Yep. Why was that such a bad thing? <laughs> I don't understand. I feel like I'm missing something. Like there's something and so the first world that they were in, I appreciated it was a, a crystal like world. There were huge crystals uh walls. Uh, coming up out of the ground everywhere. So it's a it world, was very, not just a place? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Just whatever. Where they were, it was an interesting setting, very colorful. The crystals looked pretty cool. I didn't really like the colors. I didn't like it too much. That's my opinion, though. Okay. I'm a Mike, I'm a Mike Mignola guy. We went so far <laughs> into the episode. I All have, right. That's going to talk about it like every episode. I, too only read one thing this week. I have it right here. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. I love that. We need to do that every time if we have the book. <laughs> I'm, I was listening to the podcast, like, and I heard my, me doing that yeah. with <laughs> the stories by St. Mike. Yep. And oh, it was so good. So good. So good. This one came out pretty good, too. I'll do a double take. Do it. Just double take. So good. Okay, so <laughs> I read the tenth and last, uh, I don't know, volume, I guess, mm-hmm. of Batman by Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo and a whole bunch of other people. Uh, the back cover mm-hmm. says that it includes uh, Batman number 51 and 52 which is the end of the run. The last volume had ended on number 49. Or sorry, number 50. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this book also includes Batman Futures End number one and Batman Annual number four and a preview of Batman Rebirth number one, but nobody cares about that. Nope. Um, this was a weird one, man. It looks good, though. It, <clears throat> it really is an epilogue. It has nothing to do with really what happened with the rest of the series it's just tying it up first one happens five years from now okay and it's an interesting take i have a feeling this is where the batman metal series came from but i don't know i haven't read any of that series spencer has and he's probably yelling at his uh podcast player whatever device that may be right now as i talk um (laughs) The next one goes back in time to pretty much before volume nine and says, oh, wait, we meant to include this one. And it's an interesting story. Okay. Um, So, I mean, they're good, but it doesn't feel like a complete uh, thorough wrap up of the story. I didn't, I was expecting more after volume nine. I Mm -hmm. didn't realize that was the end. And this is just an unattached epilogue pretty much. Does it kind of feel like Hellboy in hell? Like how that was Uh, or no, that, that feels more like the end. Okay. That feels more like it's actually an epilogue. Yeah. Like a part of the story. This feels kind of like a short stories collection. It feels like it's a, this is a place where you can sit. Or like a what if. Oh, okay. So it's like a place for people to sit waiting for the new comics to come around. It's like, here's this. No, it's it's, the run is over. 
and they were like, oh crap, that's a really good idea, but the story's over, ah, frig it, let's just make it and say, all right, this goes in between this number and this number. Okay, so, so it's, all right. It's looking back in time and saying, we should have done this better. Okay. Uh, also, <laughs> high praises to whoever's in charge at DC, because my black and white copies of the cover art are back, baby, <laughs> and they look good. Man, you uh, love those, don't you? I lo- freaking love them. Oh I my mean, gosh. That's Sean Murphy, the guy who did uh, White Knight. White Knight. Oh, I love his art style so much. It reminds me of animated series. I, I like the black and white version better than the colored version. I don't like the red in this guy. I mean, like, it's just the same, except it for it's just red. Guy. Right. A dash of red. Yeah. I don't like the dash of red. I like the black on white. I kind of like it, but I think I just like both equally. That's my opinion. You're an equal opportunity colorist. Yes, sir. Uh, I also found it interesting. Uh, at the very end of the book, they have uh, alternate covers, which I love looking at. But Ooh. the first one shown is the alternate cover for number 51. So there's uh-huh. the real cover. It's Batman in the Batcave facing down angrily at the floor, flexing his sexy muscles for uh-huh. us. And you can see the Batmobile in the back. I think that's and a Tumblr. The- back computer Uh uh, over his other shoulder and then flip to the back of the book it's the same pose by batman because he sees some bat cheeks oh yeah the cape is there but also you can see the spine the metal Uh spine sticking through ah Uh, yeah so small difference there but what i noticed was instead of the tumbler and the bat computer uh he's facing an army of batmen which I find way more intriguing than mm-hmm. just him in the Batcave. Yes, I find that being very angry. more interesting. It's like, whoa, this is going to be a weird story. And I it f- was. It was really good. I find it way more interesting seeing the Bat butt. <laughs> uh, also, you can see the Bat computer there. So yeah. maybe they just stuck 100 Batman over. Oh, yeah. It's, the sa- it's definitely the same drawing. Like, look, right. Go back. All of these are the same. Exactly. These are. So I'm wondering if the Tumblr's behind oh definitely those is. Batman. it definitely is they just covered it and yeah. like copy and paste i'm fine i'm fine with that right it looks good yeah. um was the calendar man in that uh that's in the rebirth number one that nobody cares about oh okay because i like calendar man i didn't even read it oh really also i was cramming for this episode understandable okay so that... any takeaways from it uh, yeah, I need to rewatch, <laughs> reread this series. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, also, I need more Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo Batman stories. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's more. I think they did uh, Batman Eternal, which is on my Christmas okay. wish list if anybody cares to donate. Uh, I think Scott Snyder's also doing the Batman metal series and heavy metal series yep, yep. and i'm just sitting here waiting for the death metal series so i mean it keeps escalating you're gonna have <laughs> you're gonna have batman metal batman heavy metal batman metal core and then batman death metal Don't it's forget just... about batman black metal yeah black okay. metal and viking metal grunge core yeah mm-hmm. uh colin and i are both metal heads so we really are give me all of the medals please do with batman we want the metal man yes. tin man mercury mercury uh i 
think that's almost the end of the show. What Do would you have... rate this whole comic series? The whole comic series? Uh, one through ten. What would you think? Favorite Batman series I've ever read. Really? It's that good? Yes. That's awesome. So Amazing artwork, great stories, a couple shortcomings. Uh, year one is a bit slow. Would you say it's a nine? Oh. Is that too much to ask? An eight and a half? Eight um, point... 9.3. 9.3. That's okay. still very, very good. All, All right. right. All it's right. right there. Year one brings it down just a touch. That's the but thing. it's still colorful. It's that's really good artwork. Four and five, right? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, that's the one I'm reading right now. It also feels a little bit out of place in the series. Again, they were like chugging along and they were like, oh, crap. We should have set this up better. Flashback. Okay. I but mean, I, 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 was, I enjoyed number four. Yeah. And uh, I'm read- I was reading five, and I stopped for some reason. Really, really good Batman comic book. All right, yeah. Uh, so with that being said, I don't think we have any housekeeping. No, I think. And I was not made aware of any hate mail or any other kind nope. of mail. I haven't read any hate mail. I was actually listening to uh, New Mutants episode, uh, episode yeah. six, yes. and I was going to email hate mail to ourselves oh my god you that's dank what did i do <laughs> i don't know i think it was something i can't i can't remember i just oh. know i was listening to it on my way to work and it made me laugh but i also was like i was gonna trash talk you for <laughs> trash talking me <laughs> it was very entertaining oh that's right it. that's the one you weren't here for yeah because you were with your real life girlfriend yep <laughs> <laughs> Not my Minecraft girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So with that being said, uh, next week is Spider-Man freaking... What is it? Spider-Man Life Story. That's the one. That's the one we're reading. So thank you for listening and come back next week for some Spider-Man. So back to Deadshot being shot. That's in... true. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> I was going to make that joke. I was going to be like, so Spencer, what have you been watching? Loser. <laughs> Spencer, I wish you were here to laugh at that. Um... <laughs> Are you sure it's not menopause? I thought you were going to say Strakzinski, but (laughs) (laughs) Francis Menopause. Okay, gonna cut that out. (laughs) Yep. From comicbook.com. Wait, I'm gonna find out if I can read this one. Yes. All right. This has nothing to do with the cult that shall be unnamed. Oh my gosh. Uh, Or like you still have to slap Spencer's face on a painted French girl. Oh my gosh! I forgot about a a pinup. Yeah. I forgot I gotta do that pinup. Spencer, you're gonna be a sexy lady. Oh yeah.